0: Welcome to the podcast join Nate and Mike lifelong friends as they discuss stocks and investing the name says it all this This is is two buds buds Talk stocks all opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear welcome to the pod we are live how you doing Mike
1: I'm doing awesome Nate I was fantastic, I had so much fun talking on our episode 20. We talked dividends. Uh, Nate, you did a fantastic job and I'm not one to give you compliments. By the way, I got <laughs> two compliments for you. One, congratulations again on your black belt that you received. Oh,
0: thank you so much. I appreciate that. I still feel I'm not and, worthy, but thank you.
1: <laughs> and that's awesome. And you know, you get your black belt is kind of like dividend investing. It's crazy that if you just keep working at it, what you can see the results are gonna be in 10, 12, 15 years, whatever.
0: It's a good segue, good analogy, right? The uh, difference between the white belt and the black belt, the black belt keeps showing up, keep buying quality companies and keep reinvesting those dividends. Yeah, what it looks like, the anti-grind.
1: Well, the second thing I wanna give you props on is you did a great job in episode 20. We're in episode 21 right now, episode 20. You did a good job explaining to the viewers what a dividend is, how a dividend works, Um, And kind of a little bit of a background of um, how to use dividends, how to reinvest them. So please check out episode 20 to do that. Now, for our Two Buds Talk stocks, we're legal, we can drink episode 21. Congrats to that as well. Yeah. Before I I have, I'm going to ask if I'm an investor. All right. Nate, I'm an investor. How do I know if a company can keep paying a dividend?
0: It's a great question I alluded to this a couple of times in the last episode but we'll give some uh, some clarity for the listeners we want dividends to sustainability right if a company's paying a dividend and they keep increasing it are they able to keep paying that out and one of the things we can use is the uh, the income statement so if we make the analogy again with our personal finances we know how much money is coming in we know much how much is, is going out for the, for the most part and that left over and what we can do with the uh, with a company is just their net earnings. So after you basically, you take in all the money you make and you pay out all your expenses, you have what's left over and we can use it as a ratio. It's called the payout ratio. And the percentage of that that a company is paying out can give us an idea if they have room to grow the dividend or if they have room to just keep paying what they're doing. And for simple math, if a company earns $2 per share and one of those dollars they pay out to you and I, That's a 50% payout ratio. That's half of the money. That's probably in a range that is reasonable. And if you actually see smaller, it may be better. If it's in that 30% range, that 40% range, they're probably leaving themselves some buffer to to grow into that dividend, which is even better. If we start seeing companies that are at 90% payout ratio, we're talking AT&T and Altria territory might not be sustainable. In the case of Valtria, we talked about, they make so much cash, they can do that. But AT&T borrowing money, we get into trouble. Now, real estate stuff is, is different. And we're not really going into that. But maybe anywhere between uh, if we start seeing something that's more than 60% for a lot of the blue trip companies that we're looking at, then maybe we need to do a little more research and see if they're going to be able to sustain that.
1: Well, and Thank you so much for that background. That makes me even more educated in dividends. Here's what I wanna do moving forward on today's episode. Okay, We got a lot of great feedback, Nate, about when we battled it out. Square, you took Square, I took PayPal. I'm actually winning that battle right now because Square is down a little bit more than PayPal, but that's for another discussion. <laughs> I wanna do the same thing today. I'm picking my three dividend stocks. They have to pay a dividend. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're picking your three dividend stocks. That's mm-hmm. the only criteria. They have to pay a dividend. We're going to write, we're going to keep track of these. We're going to follow up for them probably in the next six to eight months, see who's winning mm-hmm. and drinks are on the loser. How about that?
0: All right. So we're talking overall, we're going to do return overall with, uh, with dividends reinvested, just to keep it simple. All right. That's correct. Dividends up.
1: reinvested. <laughs> yeah. And now that we're 21 episodes in the pod, we can drink. Drinks on the Loser. So That's right. Find Sam that? Adams. <laughs> That's right. Well, here's the thing. That's a good good segue. You look to our other 21 episodes. If you're like Snoozefest, a bunch of dividend companies, we talk a lot of Facebook, Amazon, Google, Netflix, Chipotle, Sam Adams, a bunch of companies that don't pay a dividend. Listen to episode 20 to hear why they don't pay a dividend. If you want to hear stocks about that, listen to 19, 18, 17. They're all sprinkled in there. So this episode's a little bit differently, but um, I, I still think there's going to be some great companies we're going to talk about. I don't know what three companies you're going to ask, and you don't know what three companies I'm going to go with. I'm going right. to go first. Go ahead. I'll go first, then you go, and we'll do three of them. These okay. are all dividend-paying stocks. This first stock, there's been a lot of talk about um, hacking and cybersecurity. These are the hot stocks, cybersecurity CrowdStrike Holdings, everyone's talking about these. And you can look up all these uh, cybersecurity companies. But There's a problem I see with these. And this is a field I want to get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are so really valued. Everyone that knows that listen to the stock, I'm all about the value. I'm all about picking stocks that have value. I know Nate's about room to grow, but I, I'm going to go with the stock here. And I'm going to go with Cisco. And I'm getting some exposure uh, to the cybersecurity, which is the new kind of hot thing people are getting on, and I gotta be honest, I don't think cybersecurity is going anywhere away. Their dividend for Cisco is 2.51 percent. They've been paying a dividend uninterrupted for 10 years straight, and I think it's going to continue. Thoughts on Cisco, Nate? Give it to yeah. Me. As as you said,
0: they generate lots of cash. 10 years of uh, uninterrupted dividends and 10 years of that growth that we talk about plenty of room to grow into the dividend with consistent uh, raises, not just swinging for the fences each time. And uh, cybersecurity, I couldn't agree more. I am an older uh, owner of uh, CrowdStrike and as you said, they make no real money yet or their revenue <laughs> is, is negative, but this is what I'm saying. Uh, at one point in the year 2000, when Cisco was the biggest company in the world, I don't know if they were consistently profitable. I'm willing to look at that intangible where a company has room to, to grow into that evaluation. And maybe someday we're talking as CrowdStrike as Cisco 20, 20 some odd years later, and they're also paying a, a dividend. So I cannot complain with that cybersecurity. It's only going to be a bigger risk going forward with, with threats and attacks.
1: Well, and this is just an example of how Nate and I differ. I mean, to me, I look at it as a negative that CrowdStrike has never even made a billion dollars. Nate looks at it like, wow, CrowdStrike hasn't made a billion. That means that there's plenty of room for them to grow, keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm looking at more of the safe play with the cop, with the, um, Costco, the Cisco here and the dividend play. So that's my number one. Nate, what's your number one?
0: So um, I am going to do this. Uh, one of the things we talked about last episode, well, is uh, using the dividends to create income for, for every month. So I'm going to give it in order as far as the month it may pay. So this is going to pay in January and then it would pay in March, July, and October. So big name, blue chip company. Everybody's heard this. Um, they're the probably the... Uh, number one leader in 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 footwear, Nike.
1: Oh, all right, nice.
0: I, I like companies again that have multiple paths to victory. And in Nike, we don't. It's hard to think of it as a is a blue chip uh, or a, a dividend paying stalwart like this. But they're they're getting that. I think they're also in that uh, area now where they've paid a, a dividend for for double digit years and and consistently raised it. But also. Their stock price continues to keep going up. It's each time we talk about all time highs that they're going and it's that multiple paths to victory. You get the price appreciation and you get a dividend and the dividend. The yield looks very small, but it just means that they continue to raise that dividend year after year.
1: And look, maybe I'm on the top. Cause again, I have no idea what you're picking. I am thinking that Nike is a moat. What a moat is, is meaning that there's really no competition close to them. I'm sorry, Reebok. Adidas, Under Armour, they're 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 not even close to a Nike in my opinion. So I, I look at that as a moat that no one's even close to it.
0: And when you look at things like sneakerheads, I mean, sneakerheads and stuff that want brands. They're very loyal to their to their brand, right? If somebody likes Jordans, they they're probably buying a lot of other Nikes too. So to speak to your point about a, a moat, I do think they have such a strong brand. And when you think about Things that are iconic. The Swish logo is very iconic and it is known worldwide. And maybe even if you don't own a pair of Nikes, you see the Swish, you know exactly what it is.
1: Give me a Phil Knight story quick.
0: So Phil Knight, a story about him. Let's see. The basically the Swish, he was at Oregon State that's where he was on the track team, created the, uh, the logo. And then I can't remember if I told this one, but he went to a young student that was in the art department at Oregon and paid her to create the swoosh. And the actual sound of the swoosh is basically because that's what he wanted to, you to think when you were wearing Nike, he's like, you were running. So pays her the equivalent of something like, which would be $14 an hour now to do it. It took her something like two uh, two hours to, to do it. So we're talking about roughly $30 to create that logo and, that's all she got paid, and when you think that that company is now worth close to 250 billion dollars, 250 billion, uh, probably way underpaid for making the Nike logo.
1: And it was University of Oregon, by the way. University um, of Oregon. Close enough. You know, all the Beaver fans and the Duck fans are so upset because I did. I do think it's close enough.
0: Um, Yeah, Gary Payton would have been stoked, though, right? He's he's Oregon <laughs> State, right?
1: So I'm going next. You brought up. I brought up the moat. Moat means you have essentially no competition. This is a stock. I re- recommended this stock actually on a, um, I was asked to do uh, like a radio spot and talk about some stocks. This was right before COVID hit. I brought my favorite COVID stocks. I don't own this company and I've been wanting to own this company for quite some time. I really came and think if there's a competitor, this is the moat of all moats. Number two, and I don't think this is our like Cisco. Maybe we gotta go the next 10 years because I don't know about how these are going to generate huge gains in the next four or five months. But I'm going number two, my pick pay, pays a dividend. I'm looking to add this to my portfolio. Look, and and this is kind of with Cisco, and this is from my what I bought last week when I was buying some Target, Procter and Gamble, Walmart defense wins championships. Uh, Dow is at the all-time high, breaking that high every day. S&P 500 is at its all-time high, breaking its high every day. It makes me a little nervous. I like to go defensive. Defense wins championships. Number two, I'm going waste management. Yeah. they, You know, regardless of whether it's a recession, not a recession, you know I'm going with this. COVID, no COVID. People use trash. Trash isn't going away anytime soon. They pay a nice juicy dividend. Uh, I like waste management. And I don't, I'm surprised why waste management isn't on the Dow.
0: It's probably still has something to do with it It is industrials and its market cap is still smaller than most i think they're in that 60 maybe to 80 billion dollar range so maybe yes, it's just you're not... right.
1: 65 billion that's a good so point. it's just
0: not big enough but um funny thing about that i remember that radio spot you did and you talked about waste management and i actually bought it based on on that i thought about it at that time we were right in the midst, uh, or just right at the early phases of actual lockdown and i remember thinking that you played it a very good thesis they're the 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 leader in trash pickup and waste removal and if we're all going to be locked indoors for for whom knows how long because at that period of time it was still unknown uh, the trash was going to continue to accumulate and pick up and i thought about it and then i thought about it that wait hey when times are bad we need our trash picked up and times are good we need our trash up. so i thought exactly this could just be a kind of an anchor in the portfolio to help balance out again a lot of companies like uh Crowdstrike that don't don't generate any money so it's a way to balance out the portfolio
1: nice nice uh what do you got for me next
0: so sticking with my themes, big companies that we all know we use every day. Again, in consumer, uh, the area whether staples or discretionary, these are staples that we use. I'm going Starbucks. Number two pays a dividend starting in the second month, so we got uh, February, May, August, and uh, May in between, November.
1: I lo- love Starbucks psl season pumpkin spice latte i've been hitting starbucks up a lot lately last couple weeks i'm not going to talk too much about starbucks please check out episode 15 we spend a good portion of that episode talking about starbucks and really how much we like starbucks so check out episode 15 in our library to hear more about starbucks i'm going to go for number three here and i was kind of going back and forth on this and again I'm selfishly picking stocks that I want to add to my portfolio. Um, I I don't have waste management. I I don't have um, Cisco. And I actually, this third one, meaning that I don't have garbage and I don't have, I mean, I do have some trash stocks, but you know, joke, joke, har, har. (laughs) Um, I actually, and I don't have any of that cybersecurity in my portfolio. And I, This is where I'm a little torn here, and maybe you could tell me what you would have done. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to add some freight line to my portfolio. Again, a little bit of a defensive play, and I was looking at FedEx, Old Dominion, and UPS. And I really just didn't want any three of those. What are your takes on those three? I'm sorry if I'm doing a sidebar here, and then I'll tell you my third one I went with.
0: Yeah, so I was just thinking about this, that with uh, you already have a bit of an, an industrial with waste management, although trash pickup and, and freight and delivery is very different. Uh, waste management pays its, its dividend starting in, in, in March and then every three months from there, and so does Old Dominion. So f- something like FedEx is also in freight. They pay a dividend, which would be the first month's January, but then I was just thinking Cisco also pays it in January. So you could think of it as you're still getting some diversification, not only in the sector, but when they pay. So I don't know now that I think about this more, if there's if there's one way that's better than the other. If you want to think about what I was doing with Nike and with Starbucks, as far as very reputable companies and, and logos, I would say FedEx fits right in there. The FedEx, just based on brand name alone, has one of the most recognizable logos ever.
1: The thing too with FedEx that I always wonder, again, we'll get back on track with my third one is... Couldn't you see Amazon buying FedEx?
0: I remember thinking there was a time they were gonna, and the story goes that it was over Christmas that uh, there was a big mishap when FedEx was doing most of the package deliveries for Amazon. And there were so many packages this one Christmas that just did not get delivered on time because uh, FedEx was overwhelmed and uh, Jeff Bezos and FedEx have it out. And I think that's what ultimately broke their exclusive contract. And then FedEx started using, or uh, Amazon started using other carriers. But really what came out of this was the start of Amazon's logistics. Um, They had their fulfillment centers, but -hmm. then they also started getting their own trucks. And I don't know if you see this, but I see this all the time. You see those prime and semi-trucks delivering. They started getting into the drone stuff. They started getting into airlines. So really, I think the boat has passed for them buying it. And what Jeff Bezos might've decided is, forget uh, FedEx, UPS, and the postal service, we're just gonna build this all out. So I really think that at some point, every package that we get, whether, I mean, I don't see it by drone, but it will be delivered. That last mile right now is by the postal service, but it will probably also be not only an Amazon delivery driver delivering it to us, but from no, no middleman, no postal service, no UPS, and no FedEx.
1: When I hear FedEx UPS, I think about Bill Gates' portfolio. Um, this is something I actually tweeted last week at Two buds Talk Stocks. We love the feedback. app Two Butts Talk Stocks is the Twitter handle. Um, he has 9.8% of his portfolio, his second largest holding. You do you want to know what it is? It
0: is something I remember seeing this tweet. Isn't it something? It is like one of those uh, industrial um,
1: Waste companies. Waste management. Yeah. And then well, this is what I find kind of perplexing, but maybe it goes back to our point of, trust me, we'll get back to my third number one, my third company here, is that sometimes just buy both, he's got 3.5% in FedEx and 3.4% UPS. So maybe he's just Makes saying, which, instead of picking which one, just pick both.
0: This is one thing that, that you and I have uh, talked about a lot with the basket approach. I mean, with with no commissions and fractional shares, it's become a lot easier if you can't pick one or the other. Uh, same with Square or PayPal. There's room in both. So I could absolutely see getting FedEx and UPS or if you wanted to make it a trifecta and throw Old Dominion in there as well. I mean, there's lots of ways to play um, freight. I mean, there's going to be the small package players, the big package players, the long distance, the international. So, yeah, even within the same uh, industry, you can still diversify. Right. So,
1: yeah, I'm a big fan of Amazon. And the whole reason I decided not to go freight is I, I just don't want to deal with competing against Amazon. And I think you kind of are in that freight line a little bit. And I went with the company. I bought some of this company. Uh two weeks or one week and a half, two weeks ago. I want to dollar cost average this company. I want to keep adding more. Again, defense wins championships. You have to satisfy to that, you have to diversify to satisfy more defensive play. I'm going proctor and gamble. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep dollar cost averaging this. Razors, toothbrushes. It isn't sexy, but you know what? I've got enough of those fang stocks, Netflix not paying dividend stocks. I just I want to keep adding to my proctor and proctor and gamble to my portfolio. And I don't see myself not adding to it. That's my number third.
0: Well, this also ties in very well then, because if you're thinking about one of the ways we can do uh, dividends to generate income and get consistent monthly, this would tie it all together because proctor and gamble pays in, in February, May, August, and in November. So based on those three picks with Cisco proctor and gamble and waste management, you're getting a dividend check every month, which you can reinvest in the company or do so. And not only that, but a consumer staple. Again, we've talked about it. Your, your bathroom is, is filled with Procter & Gamble. Trash pickup is there. Hardware with uh, Cisco and uh, technology and then software with the cybersecurity. That's a pretty well-rounded portfolio of three stocks right there to pay that you would get dividends every month and i'm uh, gonna ask you a question
1: mm -hmm. do you think it was luck that i set it up that they pay on every month or was it um i planned that
0: maybe you did a little button hook there at the end and you switched the order because had you done procter and gamble first i would have for sure thought like oh he's doing this but by having switched (laughs) the order i'm thinking maybe you knew and you just switched it up so kudos to you if that's what it was
1: hey if you're not the smartest person in the room then you leave right (laughs) all right what do you got for number three uh, this is going to tie it all
0: together, and we talk a lot about uh, diversification. It may not seem like diversification with these because they're basically are all consumer discretionary companies. It's the, the biggest one on the block when it comes to home improvement. It's Home Depot. But again, when you think of uh, home repair, uh, home improvement, you're thinking Home Depot. When you think coffee, you think Starbucks. Apparel footwear, you think Nike. And that's just why I like these three companies. They're the biggest in their respective uh, categories. They have moats in some way or another. They also have a consistent record of raising their dividends. And I think they will continue. And they have the balance sheets to support them. And it's still, I think, plenty of uh, diversification. And you can almost think a Saturday afternoon, what are you doing? I don't know. A nice little Saturday. I'm going to put on my Air Jordans in the morning. I'm going to stock at Starbucks and get my latte. And I'm going to head over to, to Home Depot to get some lumber. I mean, in all honesty, this is many people what their weekends look like.
1: And here, here's the thing. I, I love the Home Depot pick. Home Depot is the I have the largest position in my entire portfolio in Home Depot. Um, it's been a complete beast. It's, it's I mean, I'm at I'm almost 1300%. It's a little overvalued right now for my taste, but I'll still be buying more of it. I reinvest these dividends with Home Depot. And here's the thing. It's Amazon proof. Now, what I mean by that is that I, you know, Procter & Gamble, you can buy those products on Amazon. Waste management is Amazon proof. And the reason why I'm a, I'm a shareholder of Amazon, you like Amazon, Nate. I like Amazon. I'm actually looking to buy some more because it's been such a sideways stock since its last earnings. Because you don't want to be the company that's going up against Amazon, and what I love about Home Depot is I don't see Amazon shipping lumber. I don't it's see them. It's not practical. Buy a drill bit, yes, but lumber, lumber. That's where a lot of their margins are at Home Depot. That's where they make their money. You have to go in there, get it measured, get the stuff. You're you're not buying that stuff off of Amazon. Um, you know, Nike. What's nice with Nike is that stuff is sold on amazon so it's kind of works there but i do like the the home depot pick for sure um big big fan of home depot i like home depot better than lowe's too um
0: lowe's i would also say um Speaking of uh, of waste management here, it's actually it maybe a synergistic thing with uh, with Amazon. If you think about it, most of your Amazon packages come in uh, in cardboard boxes, right? Breaking those down. Uh, waste management, big on the recycling front. Mentioned it last mm-hmm. week, but worth repeating. I like what they're trying to do with uh, not only bettering their business, but also the planet in which we live. Uh, recycling is going to be a big part of that.
1: Absolutely. So we'll go first on my three. Buy, sell or hold. This is on you, Nate. Cisco, Procter & Gamble, Waste Management. Which one do you buy, sell, hold in
0: there? Um, I'm still gonna buy Waste Management. Like you, yeah. I, really, I really like that company. It would uh, score highest on the ESG for me. On the hold front, I would be holding Cisco. I think that there's always gonna be room for technology, hardware, and the cybersecurity. And, It may be a boring company, and that's why I'm getting rid of it and selling it is uh, Procter & Gamble. But still, if you want 60 plus years of dividend payouts, you can do far worse than that. The other thing about Starbucks that I always liked is that nobody ever said Starbucks was the low price leader in coffee. They sell five, six, $7 drinks. Everybody knows that when you get in line for Starbucks that you are going to be paying a premium for that. And whether you think it is a premium product or not, Everybody knows what they are getting in line to pay for. And yet we still all go all the time for Starbucks. So I I like that. What's your buy, sell, and hold then? Um, For me, I would be buying Starbucks. I would also hold Nike. And I would sell Home Depot, even though I really do hold all three of those in my portfolio. But as the name of the game says, you got to buy one, sell one, and hold one.
1: Um this was awesome. So yeah. we're going to compare I, I got, if I lose, I've got, I hope I lose because Home Depot is on a tear. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm if like, you lose, you really win
0: because you own it. Right. So even if you lose, you win. Right. Same thing with me with that. I got waste management too. Room for a lot of these companies in your portfolio and a way to make a well-rounded dividend portfolio where you can have plenty of exposure to different sectors and be getting income in, in every single month of, of the, the year. So really cool. this is
1: where to, to Nate's earlier point, and then we can kind of wrap things up here for today is, you know, it's okay. If you want to look at this as an income thing where you're getting, you can think about it, you get shares from waste management, from Home Depot, from Cisco, you can take those share, or you can take the income that you generate, and then you can buy Google if you wanted to. And what's crazy is when we looked at, I mean, this is Captain Obvious here, when we looked at actually the dividend charts, when you look at dividends and reinvesting them and without reinvesting them, I realized like well the difference is only about two three percent well that's because of that's what the dividend pays that's
0: what the yield is and that's what you can think about that two three percent is as i was saying last week you can think of that too as as free money that you're getting and if you're so inclined you can use that to invest in other companies so to use the cisco example maybe you're very comfortable owning cisco and getting that dividend but maybe you do want to see what happens with uh, cybersecurity and something like CrowdStrike, and you could use those dividends to then put in that company and you would be investing a smaller position. So you're still protected with your, your bigger holding in Cisco, but you can also profit on the, on the upside with, with something smaller like CrowdSource that may take off. And if it does not, your downside is also uh, limited, which is another advantage of what we do with our dividends, whether it's reinvesting them or holding them in cash.
1: All right, Nate, Well, will um, tell everyone how they can get a hold of us, and uh, let's wrap this up, buddy.
0: Again, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, at 2BudsTalkStocks. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always reach us on email, at 2BudsTalkStocks at gmail.com. Occasionally, we post pictures, we put them up on Instagram, at 2BudsTalkStocks. And if you listen to us on Apple iTunes, please leave us a rating or review. It'll help uh, share the message and get more listeners. So again, as always, we appreciate the uh, love and support. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon, buddy.